we need to pause here for a minute to acknowledge the fact that Gretchen liked your post on Instagram about her new work. How cool was that? Uh, it was cool. And she not only liked it, she gave me a gold star. And ah! Gretchen Rubin is the queen of gold stars and loves to talk about giving gold stars. So I felt extra special when I sent you that text and you were like, oh my gosh, I'm fainting right now. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's like a brush with greatness. I was so pumped. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about dabbling in self-improvement 30 days at a time. We are two weeks into our decluttering challenge, and we are playing the men's game. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my much more disciplined friend, Jenny. That's me, Jenny Kaus, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits and also decluttering. I will do my best to whip our guinea peg into shape and hold her accountable to habit changes that she will undertake one month at a time. I'll be playing along too, and as we take on a new habit each month, we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall, your own best self. In order to continue working on becoming our optimal selves, this month we are focused on decluttering and bringing ourselves some inner calm through outer order, to quote our online pretend best friend, Gretchen Rubin. Yes. So uh, record scratch. We need to pause here for a minute to acknowledge the fact that Gretchen liked your post on Instagram about her new work. How cool was that? Uh, it was cool. And she not only liked it, she gave me a gold star. And ah! Gretchen Rubin is the queen of gold stars and loves to talk about giving gold stars. So I felt extra special when I sent you that text and you were like, oh my gosh, I'm fainting right now. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's like a brush with greatness. I was so pumped. Yes. Oh man, that was really, really cool. It was cool. I loved it. And also like, Speaking of cool, not only Gretchen was liking our stuff, but then the minimalist liked our post about the men's game, like your post on Twitter. So I didn't want to say anything, but oh yeah. Oh my goodness, Jenny. It's like we're our little such... rock star declutterers are loving us. <laughs> we're such dorks. I know, I love it. <laughs> but it is cool because these are people who we talk about a lot and in our world are rock stars. And so it's neat to have that little kind of interaction yeah. with us because, I mean, think about this. Last year when we started this podcast, that was kind of our like – wouldn't that be something to be able to talk to Gretchen or something? And to me, that counts. That fully All counts right. as having an interaction with yeah, Gretchen. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, our online pretend best friends are showing us some love. I love it. Yeah. All right. Now that we've finished gushing about our brushes with fame, yes. um, we are two weeks into our decluttering challenge and we are playing the men's game or hashtag men's game. For those who might not know what this means, it is a game that was created by the minimalists who we just mentioned. And the way it works is that on day one, you get rid of one thing. On day two, you get rid of two things. On day three, three things and so on until you reach day 31. So if you do this successfully at the end of the month, you will have effectively rid yourself of four. 496 things that you will, and, and as, as a result, you will definitely feel lighter and hopefully have more of a sense of inner calm. Yes. And so now we're at day 21 of this challenge and we are still going strong. Do you think you're going to tap out anytime soon? Because this is a game that you play with someone and you see who can get the farthest. So 
what do you think? Are you going to tap out? Do I have a shot at beating you at this game? Uh, well, I would say that if it's about decluttering, you have a shot at beating me for sure. And probably most of the humans. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Ruthless, but I am running out of stuff. Well, especially when you declutter as much as you do, uh, you probably don't have that much stuff to get rid of anymore. So the game gets harder the more you declutter. It is interesting, though. And I mean, this is my third time through the men's game. And it's amazing how there's still so much stuff. Like even when you think that you've been really ruthless, it is truly remarkable how many things we have in our homes. It is true. Yeah, definitely. Well, I would say I'm still doing okay. So um, as you said, today's 21 uh, of the game. And up until now, like the last couple of days, it started to get a little more difficult, but I've been pretty good. Like I have enough things. I would say in this next week, as we sort of move towards the end of the month where the numbers get bigger, it's going to... I'm going to have to really start digging to see what kind of clutter I can find. And I'm Mm. going to have to recruit John to help me go through some of his stuff because I'm sure there's stuff that he has that he doesn't need, but I wouldn't know. So I don't want to throw things away or get rid of things that he's still attached to or still using or still have value for him. So we're going to get on that and get him in the game too. Don't you think that like the first 10 days, it's, it's easy. Yeah. It's Um, like one thing, no problem. And if you know you're going to be doing the men's game, Maybe you have a little bit of pile of things going, which is great that you can kind of start to go through. But I think after day 10, it definitely gets more challenging to find things each day. Um, And I think it makes you more ruthless too. Uh, Occasionally, I feel like I come across pockets of things, such as I was cleaning out Ethan's sock drawer, which is such a bonus because you get a whole bunch of things at once. So that's nice because it's like you know, that can get you a ton of things. And, but I really do like how this game forces you to take a really close look at the objects in your home and evaluate if you really need them. And it, it, I think it just really gives you a more critical eye for sure. Yeah. This happened to me last week when we, um, it was day 17 or 18 and I sort of took a look at my jewelry and I have all this old sort of costume jewelry. I saw that. I was surprised. And it's stuff that I, I kind of like and have been given to me over the years and maybe I might wear like once a year if that or and some of it I haven't touched in years and th- there's something sentimental about jewelry it's harder to get rid of but I put it all Why down do and think? I was like is this something I'm actually ever going to wear and then I just put it in the bag donate it so yeah. but I it was, was like a pocket of things that. that I got a lot of stuff out of in terms of the game and now my jewelry seems very like I don't know you look at it and it feels like oh like I can see everything and it's stuff I actually wear Yes, I think that's nice. Like things that you love that you'll use. I think that's great. For sure. Because we definitely hold on to even things that are broken or. Oh, yeah. And there was some things in that pile that I'd never worn in years, mostly because it was broken. And I just decided, okay, it's time. Yeah. Um, Anyway, last week we talked a bit about things that are a struggle to get rid of, and we thought it would be a good time to talk about things that are hard to part with and the questions that tend to come up in this process. Yes, because we want to help you work through this in your mind so that when these come up, you're ready for it. There's definitely some really, I would say, common obstacles that people face when they're decluttering. Um, And we just want to make sure that we're helping you just know, okay, when that comes up in your head, here's what you can keep in mind to help you move through that. So I think this is going to be good. Definitely. Well, and this is something that um, last year when I played the men's game for the first time, as I was going through the process, I was documenting it and I wrote a blog post, which I'll put a link to in the show notes. And it was titled 11 questions to ask yourself when you are decluttering. And it covers a lot of these obstacles and questions that come up. So, Mm -hmm. um, it's something that, um, 
might be helpful just to kind of get into a bit more detail. So check that out. So one thing that I've definitely encountered before is I might need it one day. It's like the I'm saving it for just in case situation. Yes. And I think that's a really common stumbling block that can leave you holding on to items and storing items that you don't even want or need out of fear that you might need it one day. However, if you're ready to get serious about your decluttering, here's some things to keep in mind about this common worry that you might need this item one day. The minimalists suggest that if an item could be replaced in 20 minutes for less than $20, that that's a way to help you decide if you can let go of that item. I've definitely applied this rule before, um, which I applied it on the day one item actually, which was a little terracotta flower pot. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe I'll need this one day for planting something. Um, but then I realized chances are, I'm probably not going to. And if I ever needed to replace a pot down the road, I could easily replace it for a dollar or less. And since I got rid of it, I, yeah, I haven't had that need come up. Um, the minimalists talk about something, uh, just for when, or just in case. Okay. So if it's something that you only use, say at Christmas, that's one thing. But if it's something that, well, maybe like this, um, this hypothetical situation that will happen, then maybe you can get a little bit more ruthless. And the thing, we're not trying to get you to get rid of all your stuff that you love, but if there's something that you're on the fence of and you're feeling weird about it, this might be a a principle, this replace it for 20 minutes for less than $20. If it's something that you're really on the fence about that you might need it one day. Yeah. I think that's a good way to like give some boundaries to the situation, especially when Mm -hmm. people are having that feeling about things. Cause I think this is probably one of the most common things. Like maybe someday I might need this random thing that I've never touched or looked at for years, but I still might need it someday. Yeah. And like they say, I, and I've fully subscribed to this, all clutter is unmade decisions. Right. Yeah. I love that. Let's help make these decisions a little easier. So what else do you think? Okay, so the next common concern when debating letting go of an item and item that you don't really want, but maybe you feel guilty because you paid a lot of money for it. I think this one yeah. is also common. Yep, and I, I've definitely felt this one. Have you felt this one before? Yeah, like I've bought yep. something online that I thought I was going to love. I get it, like clothing. I get it home. Yep. I put it on. And I'm like, this is terrible and I'll never wear it. But I leave it sitting in my closet for two years because I feel guilty oh. about it. Yes. Well, and I mentioned, I don't know if it was the last podcast or the one before, but a blouse that I paid more for than I would usually pay. And it looked horrible on me. I just, I do not wear like a cotton blouse. Well, like it's very visible how uncomfortable I am when I'm wearing one and it looked terrible, but I didn't want to get rid of it because what I paid for it. Um, and I felt somehow like it would be a waste if I, if I got rid of it, but there's also the concept of a sunk cost. So it's, you've already spent the money. You're not getting that money back by having it hanging in your closet. You don't reclaim any of that value. So what you want to think is you want to allow that item to create value for someone else. Absolutely. And you know, when it comes to clothing, if it's a really nice item and it's in wonderful condition, there are plenty of places that you can sell these items online. Um, and if it is like a nice item like this, check out a consignment store, Um, they will take these, you know, brand name items and you'll get a little bit of pocket money for it, which is, that's fantastic. It'll get to, someone will think that they have made such a great find at the store. Imagine that exciting moment for that other person. That's great. 
That's cool. And it's a neat way to kind of reframe it, to imagine yes. somebody else loving something that you're holding on to out of guilt. It's, it's a good way to, to think yeah. about it for sure. And I think that that whole part of it too, with the Marie Kondo where you, you know, some people think it's kind of strange, but where she thanks an item yeah. as she's getting rid of it. I think there's something to be said for that in this context. Like, thank you, white blouse for teaching me that I don't have to buy a white blouse anymore because I know that I don't wear that well. So thank you for that lesson. And then off it goes to the next person. Exactly. Out into the world. Out into the world. All right, here's one. How about if I'm sentimentally attached to this item? Oh, classic. So if something is meaningful to you, absolutely keep it. Not forcing you to get rid of your stuff. But also remember, not every little thing is sacred. Be wary of small items that make you remember something special and remind yourself that the memory is not in that item. It's in you. You don't need that item to have the memory. If you want to keep the memory of that item, so say if it's a concert ticket or something like that, take a quick photo of the item and let the physical good go. Conversely, if it is a special thing, find a way to really honor it in your home. Frame it. Give it pride of place. If it's sitting in a box, you're not really enjoying it. So, you know, I talked about a concert ticket. If, it, if it's something that means a lot to you and, you know, frame it up, have it framed, put it on the wall, look at it and really enjoy it. But I caution you that if you feel like it's really special and it's sitting in a box somewhere, how special is it really? Exactly. Yeah. Well, that makes me think of in the basement, in what we call the creepy hallway, which is a sort of a storage space. I have a box filled with the badges that I earned when I was in brownies and guides when I was a little girl. And I, I have, totally have those too. You do. And I, I hesitate to give them away. Like my mom made them into this, like, um, it's kind of like a banner and they're all sewn on it. And every Aww. time I look at it, I'm like, I'm not ever really going to display this anywhere, but I can't quite get rid of it. So there's something there that I still have to do yes. some work on. And then I have hundreds probably of medals from running races and triathlons. Okay. So I should probably just keep a few special ones and get rid of the rest of them, but they're in that box too. So for me, these are the things that have that, that, I don't know, connection somehow. And think about that. Think about, you know, what that would be like to have those framed up. Sure. You know, you get a shadow box and you can kind of just put nails in it or something and hang them and give them pride of place to help you remember that accomplishment. Or if you're feeling real hardcore, lay them all out, take a picture. Yeah. Let them go. I know that that's something when we were doing um, one of our declutter things that we came across a lot of trophies and things like that of Jeff's. I have none because I was an (laughs) athlete. Um, But you know what I did come across that was hilarious? A participation ribbon. Oh, which I thought was Jenny, just so well funny. Done. Thank you. And I actually had that up in my office here for quite a while. And I thought it kind of had a cool message where like sometimes it's just about showing up. Oh, cool. Yeah, I like that. Love it. Yeah. All right, here's one more. Uh, the person who gave it to me would be mad if they knew that I got rid of it. Oh, this is so common. And I think, and I could be wrong, but I think that we maybe overestimate a little bit how much people care. Um, about that kind of thing. Really, when it comes down to it, when you give someone a gift, that moment where that gift is given, that ends their ownership of that item. 
the that exchange is, now is done. Gift. Yeah. The exchange is over. Um, you receive the message that they wanted to do something kind for you. You have hopefully been, you know, great, <laughs> gracious about receiving the gift. And then it's, it's over. That's the end of the transaction. Um, I know I have encountered this in my life before with people who come over and ask about an item that they've oh, given wow. you. That's a hard and one. Yeah, it's a little bit uncomfortable. Um, if you haven't kept the item, um, but really when it comes down to it, it's, it's your home and it's your space. And I think items can own energy. If you have an item in your home and every time you look at it, you feel kind of yucky. Yeah. I mean, your home should be a place where you feel great and you feel comfortable. And I think that, you know, you can just let go of that item knowing that that was the end of that transaction. This is something the minimalists talk about a lot as well, you know, in terms of like that guilt um, and, and maybe just have an honest conversation with that person. And if it was something that, you know, you think they'd be upset, maybe offer it back to them. Okay. Well, that's a neat you know, way to, they, to approach that for sure. You know what? Like this item isn't useful to me anymore. I really, I think it's so incredible that you gave it to me. And I know that it was so meaningful for you to give this to me. You know, I'm going to get rid of it. Would you like it back? That might be a way to deal yeah. with that. That that might be a tough one too. So it, I, you, I guess you kind of have be. to like tread lightly depending on the person and the relationship, right? Or you lie and say it got broken. <laughs> Well, Just a little little hot tip there for you. A little hot tip for a white lie? A little hot tip on a white white hot lie there. Oh, wow. Just say it got broken. All right. How about this? I need to do something to it. For an example, pants yeah. that need to be hemmed or something yeah. that needs to be fixed. Absolutely. That comes up a lot where you'll have, you know, as you're going through things, it's like, well, like, you know, for example, there'll be a piece of clothing. Well, I like this, but the strap's broken. So right. it's not in your active rotation. Um, but you need to, to look at these types of items and decide if you're really going to put in the required effort and money in some cases to get this done. So get honest about what needs to be done to the item. You know what else this can be? Unfinished projects. Yeah. This happens a lot. I know I have lumber and stuff like that in the basement that I'm like, well, if I made this, this would be handy to have, but get honest with yourself. Are you really going to do it? Think about what needs to be done to the item if you're really going to do it and attach a time frame to it. Put it on your calendar. And if it's not done by that time, let it go. Yeah. You will feel so much better by getting that chore off your list by doing it or letting go of the thought that you'll do it. If you're really not and put those items, I, I would encourage people to have a box of these. You know, if you're coming across a lot of these in your decluttering that are things that you really want, but there's something wrong with them that needs to be addressed, put it in a box and put a date on that of when those things need to be resolved or they're out. And that'll put a little fire under you about it. That's hardcore, Jenny. I love that idea. There's only one way to be, man. It's hardcore. <laughs> All right. How about this one? This doesn't belong to me. It needs to be returned to somebody else. Yeah. Whoopsie. So, so that's like I think dishes and stuff, right? When people bring things over in dishes or you borrow yeah. something and never give it back for a while. I think this is another one of those things, like much like the box of things need to be fixed. I think you put another box right beside it and that is the one that things that belong somewhere else. Yeah. So, and you, again, put it on your schedule. You know, there's, I find it also very helpful. So say if you have a spouse or something like that, as you're decluttering, if you have like five things that need to go back to other people that aren't that far from you be like, Hey, can you go run these back? And you can just start getting things out. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, just get it taken care of. Cool. And also, I would guess that some people don't consider these things as part of the men's game. But if they're going out of your house, even if you're returning them yep, to someone else, it. you can still put them in the game. So, yep. so that's, leaving your uh, house. Yep, that's right. And I'm, I'm wondering if other people have other stumbling blocks. That might be a cool thing for people to reach out to us about. Sure. If they're, if there's something that they're saying, well, I want to get rid of this because I can't because of this and they're struggling with it. Let us know. Yeah. Like find us I'll on the socials. I'll give you a reason you can get rid of it. Find us on the socials or send us an email. Um, we definitely want to hear if there's some decluttering stumbling blocks that you're coming across. Yeah. And if you want a decluttering permission slip, you let us know and we'll give you one. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. And now it is time for a segment where we dig a little deeper into our personalities called Who Are You Anyway? We will take a question and each give our perspective on the topic with the goal of understanding ourselves a little bit better. This week's Who Are You Anyway? question is, if you suddenly had an extra room in your house, what would you do with it? So I have dreams sometimes that I have a secret room in my house that I never saw before. And then in my dream, I'm like, what is this? Yes. Absolutely. Isn't that weird? I know. It's I've crazy. fully had that dream or about, I've had that about the St. Thomas Elgin Public Arts Center, that the storage room that is along the side is actually a doorway into an equally large area. Oh my god! I don't know why. Weird. Anywho. So, I'm sure other people have had this experience or you and I are just weirdos. I'm sure it's common. So if this happened to you and that was not a weird thing and you actually opened a door and there was another space, what would you do with that space? Well, I think that the way that I would probably use an extra room is John and I do a lot of sporty activities and we have a lot of equipment and stuff associated with those activities. So snowboards and gear and golf clubs and camping stuff. And John also has a lot of big bulky outerwear and boots because he works outside all year. And currently all of those things are kind of just willy nilly placed wherever sort of like is a good spot to store them. But it would be kind of neat to have sort of a mudroom slash sports closet or room that you could put all of them in in an organized way. So it has their spot instead of just kind of let's put it here because there's no no room for it anywhere else. Oh, and I'm picturing like boards with like... um pegs sticking out that you could put your snowboards on and like display them. Oh, you just got excited about organizing my sports room. I did. I just like the, I have goosebumps all over my arms. (laughs) Awesome. How about you? What would you do with an extra room? I actually, I really, I'm not sure. Um, but we haven't finished our basement. So that's kind of like an extra room down there. Like, cause it's just kind of one big open space right now. So it's, it's an extra room that we have that we haven't really created. And I would love to finish the basement and make it into, you know, it's already framed for this, but have an extra bedroom and it's all framed and roughed for a bathroom as well. And I'd like to have that as a place for guests to sleep over. I think it'd be nice to have like a, a family room, spare bedroom, bathroom downstairs so that uh, someone staying over could comfortably stay at our place and have their own room to be. Uh, I think that that'd be really kind of cool okay. to have. Well, I feel I like know. that's doable for you at some point in the future. So that's cool. Yeah. Well, we definitely, I'd say for the three of us, we, I feel like we have enough space. It's just kind of leveraging it. <laughs> We've not finished our basement because Ethan rides his bike down there. We play hockey. There's so many things that we would have to use the space a little bit differently if we actually finished it. So for now, it's been nice because we can ride plasma cars down there and do all sorts of weird stuff. But yeah, that's cool. 
It is nice. And now it is time to switch segments and we're going to start talking about what we're digging lately. The segment is one that may or may not be related to our monthly theme. Peggy and I like to talk to each other about what podcasts we've been listening to, what books we've been reading, or what random internet hilarity that we've found and we feel like you might find it kind of fun too. So each week, each of us will share something fun that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. Uh, And this week, I just want to give a shout out to Boyne Mountain Resort in northern Michigan. Uh, Last week was March break, and John and I went with friends to this place to go snowboarding, and we had a super awesome, fantastic time. Um, I love a vacation that's active, where you can get up in the morning and like, you know, have your breakfast, get prepared for the day, be super active all day, and then you're kind of pleasantly fatigued good food, good social time. It was an awesome, awesome vacation. So Boyne Mountain Resort, I'll put a link to it in the show notes if you want to check it out in case uh, you might be interested in checking it out sometime. Awesome. That's great. That sounds, and it looked, I mean, I, you sent me some video. It looked amazing. Um, It was good. I think that that's, that's awesome. Yeah, we had fun. John and I both really liked um, doing snowboarding together. And it's such a fun activity that we can both do, even though our skill levels are a little bit different, like he's a little ahead of me in terms of skill. But it's something we can do together that we both enjoy. It's really fun. Right on. Uh, Okay, so mine is a TV show. And I intended on watching one episode of it the other night. And I watched the entire run. What is it? Afterlife. Uh, it's written and it's on Netflix and it okay. is by Ricky Gervais. Oh, okay. Oh, Peg. It's good. It's a doozy. It's a doozy. Uh, Jeff woke up, I think around midnight after I'd been watching it, like just, it's like that thing when it just keeps going, you're like, hit me, hit me, like, just keep going. Uh, I just kept watching it and he woke up because I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Because it was so good. And I, so it's described as a dark comedy and it's definitely very British. Um, but it's, it's created, executive produced and directed by Ricky Gervais and Ricky Gervais plays the main character and it premiered on March 8th. Um, so I'm going to read you the premise off of the Wikipedia. Okay. Afterlife follows Tony who has a perfect life before his wife dies from a battle with breast cancer. After contemplating suicide, he then decides to live long enough to punish the world for his wife's death by saying and doing whatever he wants to. Although he thinks of it as a sort of superpower, the situation turns tricky when everyone around him starts trying to make him a better person again. It's so freaking good. It's, amazing and it kind of each episode follows the same arc through one of his days okay where he wakes up and he's watching uh, a video that his wife made for him like as she oh it's it's that'll give you the feels yeah I but in such a good way where you it gives you a lot of perspective and it is so funny in the midst of it being sad. It is so dang funny. He, this isn't giving anything away, but he interacts with all of these really different people and his house is an absolute mess. Like he's completely given up and he ends up hiring a prostitute to clean his house (laughs) and he's paying her 50 pounds an hour. And she's trying to let him know that like he could be paying 10 pounds an hour for the same thing. And he's like, whatever, this is fine. And she's hilarious and comes in and cleans his house. And 
it's the whole show is just so incredibly touching. And I mean, it's, it's also sad. It really has kind of everything going on. Um, and I, I loved it and I don't know if it's for everyone, but I'd be really interested to know what you think of it. You'll have to watch it. it Yeah. I I like that. I'll watch that. It made me, I walked away from that show thinking like, man, this guy is smart. Like, and I, and this is something I know, like, and I mean, most comedy is interesting and it's, you know, making you observe things in a different way, but yeah, it was, it was very cool. Good perspective giver. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll, I'll check it out and we'll, as always, we'll put a link to the show in the show notes. Mm-hmm. All right. Now it's time for you win or you learn each week. Jenny and I will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right. And there is cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits, or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. And I'm up for the win this week. And my win is that I took a couple days off work over March break. And it was so nice to have a little time to chill, spend some time with my family and just relax. I felt like a little bit lately, like a hamster on a wheel where I just feel like I'm constantly like in the whole thing of like, wake up same time, do the same things. And, you know, I just feel like I, there was about three weeks there where I felt like it was just constantly Friday where I was like, Whoa, it's Friday again. Whoa. Like the time was just going, going, going quickly. So it was nice to get out of my routine and just do some different things. We've done a couple projects around the house, like putting up some shelves in Ethan's room to display his Lego, of course, and rejigging some things in the basement. And we also, we took our niece skating. She'd never been skating before. Um, So we did that. And we took Ethan to a trampoline park with his little bestie. That was great. Uh, It just, it felt really good to just get out of our routine and do something different. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, my learn is sort of about being out of routine as well, but in a way that was not as positive as yours. So we, as I mentioned, we were away last week snowboarding and I had an amazing week and had so much to be grateful for every day, but I didn't do my gratitude journal. So (laughs) I had been doing it so specifically every day since the beginning of February when we started our gratitude challenge. And then for whatever reason, I even had it with me, my my beautiful yellow um, gratitude journal with the lemons on it that says squeeze the day. And I never even opened it once the entire week we were away. Really? So uh, it's kind of a good reminder, I think, that sometimes changing your routine for a vacation, even though it can be a good thing, as you mentioned, it yep. can also cause some of your good habits to slip because yep. you're in a completely different world. And yep. so as our online pretend best friend, James Clear says, don't miss twice. Yeah. So I missed for a week, but now that I'm back and I'm back into routine, I'm back at it again. So good. Um, but it was, yeah, that's my learn for this week that. So why do you think it was just the change of routine that yeah, made it Yeah, I think it, it was just like here, I very specifically do it while I sit down at my computer in the morning and then I put it in my room beside my bed and those things just didn't exist. And I guess I could have made more of an effort to create the habit loop there, but there were yes. so many other things happening. It was so fun and so awesome that I just yeah. didn't, it wasn't a priority. So yeah. Anyway, I guess um, that's my learn for this week. And I guess if I want to make sure that that habit sticks another time when I'm on vacation, I do have to put more effort into creating those little cues that will allow me to do it. Okay. Well, hey, it happens. We've all been there. And I think James's advice is great where it's, you know, get back after. And now you'll know if this is a habit you want to keep up the next time you're on vacation, you'll do those things to create those triggers that you have at home. So that's a good good learn there. I think so. I think so. 
Next week, we're going to keep talking about decluttering because it never gets old. <laughs> and we're going to keep going on our quest to cre- create inner calm through outer order. Speaking of which, we're going to be discussing Gretchen Rubin's new book, Outer Order Equals Inner Calm, which came out this month and we both got our copies of. That's right. So if you want to read read the book and uh, next week, let us know what you think of it because we'll be th- letting you know what we think of it. And we are so excited. I can't even talk. I'm so excited. I know. And we recently learned that there's going to be a tour stop semi-close to us. Oh, yeah. We got to go to book that. tour that they're going to be recording a podcast live. And I think this would be a fun little uh, road trip for the Improvement Project. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be great. We'll have to do some planning. And that's it for this episode of the Improvement Project. We would love to hear if you are playing the men's game with us this month. We would also love to see what you're getting rid of. So take some photos and use the hashtags The Improvement Project and Men's Game. And get in touch. Our email address is theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at Jake House, and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag theimprovementproject. You'll find all the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and even show them how to listen to a podcast because some people might not know. Also, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And we have a Facebook group, so search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. Happier podcast road trip. Yep. I'm writing it in my calendar right now. It's already in mine. It's already in, yo. And I'm going to rig up something so that we can record us talking on the road on the way there and back. Absolutely. There's going to have to be snacks. Always snacks. For the road trip. Uh. All right.